Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. Welcome to the Gospel for Life. Um, unfortunately, we are down a man today. Um, Josh Bales, normally our fearless leader, is sick again this morning. So you can be praying for him and his hopefully quick recovery. But I do have Phil Moran and Jonathan Van Hoogen in the, the studio with me this morning. I'm Russ Herman. And we thought that with the exponential growth of our listenership, um, that it would be good to just pause and, and just provide just a little bit of information about who we are and how we ended up what doing what we're doing today um, in pastoral ministry. And so it's kind of a get-to-know-me series with a couple of the pastors in the room. So, gentlemen, what led you to become a pastor? Well, um, if you would, if, and let me say before I before I launch into how how I became a pastor, um, we're we're hoping that this helps, that this will help you, uh, believer, uh, discern uh, your calling uh, and discern uh, your role, because every Christian is called. I, when I was a young person, and uh, I would hear pastors talk about being called Mm -hmm. and uh that was a great mystery to me as a as a young person and i thought that this was some extra special well the only in my mind uh, growing up in the church the only people that outranked pastors were missionaries right (laughs) and uh but these people were you know they had a calling from god uh, let me tell you the best advice that I ever got because, and, and I'll tell more of my story, uh, intermixed with you guys. But, um, when I was in college and I started to wonder what it meant to be called into ministry and I went and talked to my pastor and I got some of the best counsel that I've ever received. And it's counsel that I've passed on to many others. My pastor said, Phil, every Christian is called and there is one calling from Jesus take up your cross and follow me every Christian is called and he then he went on he said within that calling there are many different vocations in which you can serve Christ you can serve his kingdom uh, you can you know, you can be a carpenter who serves Christ. You can be a bookkeeper who serves Christ. You can be a teacher, a public school teacher who serves Christ. Um, there, there are many, any, um, any worthy vocation can be used as a place to serve Christ's kingdom. Uh, and that was a huge revelation for me and very liberating. 
And then he went on. He said, for your vocation, God's not going to call you to do something that you don't enjoy. So why don't you try ministry and see if you like it? Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, he helped me get a job as a a youth director Mm -hmm. uh, in in another Presbyterian church. And, uh, well, uh, the rest is history. Uh, that started me on a track uh, because I loved it. And it just felt like uh, I was in the place where God wanted me. Um, but, uh, you know, like I, like I said, uh, when it comes to calling, uh, there is no extra special uh, – there is no extra special calling given to pastors. Mm-hmm. Every Christian is called. Mm-hmm. Well, I think for for me, you, we, I was a church kid as well as you. I grew up in a church, and I remember the uh, we would have a missions conference every year. Um, you know, it would be a week long, and oftentimes the the missionaries would, you know, be calling for those to step forward to, you know, uh, give their life to a certain full time Christian service and. You know, I, I appreciate what you've said, but those things had an influence on my life. I can mm-hmm. remember many times, uh, you know, basically standing up within the congregation and simply saying uh, to the Lord, I'll go where you want me to go. I'll mm-hmm. be what you want me to be. And it, it was a, a willingness to serve him wherever he would reveal that to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, over the years, you know, I, you know, I... I never lost that sense of um, this is where God was leading me, but I didn't know ultimately where. I, you know, missions was part of that, and also pastoral ministry mm-hmm. was part of that. I think there is some confusion where people think of full time and part time Christian service, where we're, uh-huh. but we're all full time uh, in full time Christian service. But uh, for me, that was that was part of it. I'm I'm going to be a I'm going to be a pastor or a missionary, and so that's what mm-hmm. I set out vocationally um, to do. I had a, a if you'd asked me if I enjoyed it, I had a huge fear of speaking in public, huh. a huge fear, and uh, uh, you know, and, and I even my father asked me how I was going to handle that, and I said, well, you know, I don't know. You know, I'll have to cross that when I get there. But he took a farmer from Tekoa and sent him to the courts of the king. You know, the, you know, one of the one of the prophets, and I figured he could take me and and use me where he would once he got me on the way. But I still get quite nervous before I stand uh-huh. in the pulpit. Uh, so uh-huh. that's just part of uh, that was part of it. That I, you know, it what it's not it's not an easy job. It's not an easy vocation. Um, you know that, but there is a certain comfort that you have when when you know that's what God has called you to mm-hmm. do. If mm-hmm. you can do something else, uh, I think it was uh, uh, Dr. Martin Lloyd Jones. If he 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 would advise people, if you can do something else, do it. Do it. Yeah, you know, because because it really is truly a calling. Uh, you know, if if you can't imagine yourself. Uh, uh, if you can imagine yourself doing something else, it's probably a, uh, a good choice that you don't. You really do need that sense that this is where God would have you. My story is just slightly different than these men. I, I grew up thinking there 
is really one thing I want to do all of my life, and that was to be a teacher. So from my youngest yeah. years, um, both Which, of my parents... You're not far off from no, that. No, <laughs> Both my parents were teachers. My grandparents were pe- teachers. I have aunts and uncles that are teachers. My brothers and sisters, most of them are, are in the teaching realm. Um, we grew up in a home. I mean, my dad was and mom both were excellent teachers, and we saw that they loved it. And so it, it felt natural that that would be where we would go Uh and so i went to college got a degree in um, math and social studies with a minor in in political science and and headed off into the teaching world taught for uh, 15 years actually just prior to heading off to seminaries it wasn't too many years before that i got a master's of education after i got my master's of education i had a, a a college approached me and said, hey, we would like you to shift from teaching high school to coming on board um, and teach at the college level and um, become a professor at our institution. Um, And I remember just this was two years prior to going to seminary wrestling with that is, you know, is this something I want to do? Is this do I really want to commit to getting another degree um, because I'd have to pursue a doctorate in in education? Um, Did I really want to do that to my family? Um, and decided, no, I, I didn't. Um, so I was content with the Master's of Education and, and teaching for the rest of my life. And then it was two years later that I uprooted my family and was pursuing an, another advanced degree and, and heading off to seminary. Um, and really the process was that I had been involved in the teaching ministry of the church um, for all my adult years. I was teaching mm-hmm. adult Sunday school, high school, youth group, high school, um, Sunday school all every year. Mm-hmm. And it was from that that somebody asked me to do pulpit supply, and, and that turned into years of providing pulpit supply, which then brought about encouragement of, hey, maybe you're in the wrong field. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. you should think about seminary. And eventually that is where God nudged me to go. So mm. so that brings the second question. How were your seminary years? Um, positive, negative, beneficial? Yeah, yeah, um, very positive. Uh, I, I had a really good experience in uh, seminary and made. Uh, I, I went to seminary in the Bay Area in California, and uh, uh, to a, a Presbyterian uh, seminary, and uh, <clears throat> made lifelong friends there. Um, but I, I would also say, uh, and I'm sure you guys will agree, uh, seminary does not teach you how to be a pastor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No. Um, it, it, you you come away for, with some skills, uh, and you know how to exegete a, a, a text, uh, a Bible text, and uh, you know you, you definitely learn uh, some content that uh, is going to be uh, beneficial in your in your ministry. Uh, but the only way you learn how to be a, a, a pastor is on the job training. Yeah, and. Uh, so uh, it was it was a, a very good experience. Um, I I often find myself saying, "Yeah, they didn't they didn't teach me this in seminary." I mean, yes, right. there was a, month, a lot that they did teach me, and they did a, a great job. But there were other things that you're like, "Yeah, there was nothing in the curriculum about this." Yes, so. there's a lot of jobs like that, you know, where you where, where you where you get some basic skills in there. <laughs> I think that what happened for me, I, you know, I went off to a, a Bible college, and I was in a, a broadly evangelical church at the time, and 
um, you know, uh, probably about 50% of the guys would just go to college, go out and become a pastor. Some would go on to seminary. And I didn't, you know, financially, I didn't know if I would be going to seminary. So when I completed that uh, college uh, time, I actually uh, was trying to think about, you know, the next step. And as it turned out, a seminary became open to me. I will say that I learned a lot in seminary, um, not pastorally, but I'll, but because of uh, its dedication to the original languages, the Hebrew and the Greek, and and just even a systematic theology. Uh, you know, I, like I said, I'd been part of a broadly evangelical church, and you know, one of the things about being in a broad church, it doesn't want to make too many distinctions. It wants to it wants to stay interdenominational, you know, uh-huh. in the sense that we're just a great melting pot for everybody. Uh-huh. And and so by by going to seminary, um, I, the the Bible, uh, I wanted to come out of seminary being able to say, "Thus says the Lord." Uh, I wanted to know that the passage actually said something, and I knew that the, that it did. By the time I was done, I knew that you know God didn't give two meanings in every text. He he actually had um, he actually revealed himself, and so I wanted to be able to do that. And so the languages reminded me I can't just make this shift into the my you know the way I want to think about it. It has to mean something, so that was that was the benefit of being in in, in having those seminary years in seminary. I, it didn't take, like you said, doesn't teach you everything. Practical theology, the inner workings of people that was that was something that you would learn on the job. We don't have much time left. What what would be your your best classroom seminary? Uh, mine uh, was uh, a class I took on evangelism. Uh, from uh, uh, my from my favorite professor, who was a guy named Don Butine, uh, D- Dutch reform guy from Michigan, uh, and uh, he, he he was just contagious, uh, contagious faith. Well, we're out of time for today, but we will continue having the get to know me session here. Um, so join us again tomorrow. Thanks for listening. 